Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. It's back for the 2021 season. That is Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Practice OK doesn't actually start until Wednesday morning. We'll be back here for that one with some observations of what we saw from the Buckeyes. But the quarterbacks and Ryan Day and Corey Dennis, LOB, uh, we're out here to preview what's coming in camp and to not really talk that much about who might join them in the middle of the month. Uh, for one reason, they can't. Uh, Quinn Ewers has not signed with Ohio State. He's not graduated from high school yet. Uh, it's going to be about the middle of the month, coincidentally, when Ohio State is expecting to start name a starting quarterback. Uh, so a lot of people dancing around that and what it means for Ohio State today, Berm. But, I mean, it, it's hard to ignore that. It's one of the biggest stories in college football. It is, but it's also a good thing for Ohio State to have a firmly established timeline here. Number one of when Quinn Ewers arrives. Number two, the Quinn Ewers is not going to arrive and be the starter at Ohio State this season. So focus on the three guys we talked to today, the three scholarship guys we talked to today, NCJ Stroud, Kyle McCord, Jack Miller, and, and then work out from there. Because the next four months for Quinn Ewers are basically just, as you wrote on, on Monday night, zero year. I mean, it is a, it's a head start. On his freshman season, it is not an expectation that he is going to be in this mix to start and or play any meaningful minutes this year. And I think the one thing that uh, Tim Ryan Day said that was early on, and he, he only came out for a couple of minutes just because he knew he needed to somewhat talk about that situation with every, so much speculation. Talk about around it, it yeah. yeah. He said, <clears throat> what these guys, that it's about the people that are here, that they've done a lot of work over the last 11 weeks, they had a full spring camp, it was a reminder that that is pretty significant, especially when you're talking about playing such a complicated position in a building like that that has 100,000 people every week watching what you're doing. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the mayor of Paris thing in 1927 going out and telling people, hey, we're just worried about the people that are here, but everybody knew Lindbergh was on his way. How you know old I mean? were you in 1927? <laughs> there was a huge crowd there for some reason when Lindbergh landed in Paris. And, uh, and I'm not equating what, him. What? I'm not equating the, this guy to Lindbergh. Let me blip? finish my point, Jeremy. I'm not equating him to – but but we all know that this – this is the highest rated quarterback recruit in Ohio State history and one of the top three recruited quarterbacks in, in recruiting history, yep. you know, the Birmingham method, et cetera. And the bottom line is, yeah, everybody knows he's coming, but but he's exactly right. Like you just pointed out, I don't think anybody expects him to come in here and even be the starter this year, perhaps uh, contend for playing time maybe late in the year and get a, get some things up. You never know what's going to happen. But the bottom line is, yeah, Ryan Day's got a – He's got a herd that he's trying to steer here, and he knows he's got three big-time quarterbacks already vying for that starting job, and uh, that's what he wants everyone's focus on. But, you know, good luck with that. I think it would almost be a little bit different, Spencer, if if Quinn Ewers was showing up to Wyoming or Colorado State or a Mountain West school that doesn't have 14 recruiting stars already on their roster. That's a good I, analogy. Like To think that somebody could come in and reel in as good as Quinn Ewers was, is the point I tried to make on Monday. He's Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett. They all said, well, it takes a year to understand this. And two weeks is not going to be enough. And you combine that with the fact that the three guys that we did talk to today are really damn good. Well, I think you're underselling the talent in Laramie, first of all. Uh, but maybe. Second of all, you know, I asked Kyle McCord, I said, how long did it take for you to really get comfortable in the offense? He said 11 practices. He said by the 11th practice, he was reading off in a huddle to the guys in the second or third or first string or whoever he's running with. He read off the entire play and he thought to himself, I get it now. I, I, yeah. I finally have a grasp of this. By the time Quinn... But then he his, said, but I know that there's way more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But by the time Quinn gets to practice number 11, 
it's going to be the Monday of Oregon week. Yeah. You're, he's not even going to have 11 practices under his belt before he gets to, to Minnesota. Yeah. And so I, I don't expect him to you know, have a significant role in whatever happens in this quarterback battle. And now that the attention just turns to those three guys and sorting out the pecking order there because you, know, you almost view Quinn – I hate to say it, he's a 1.000 five-star quarterback. He's kind of irrelevant when it comes to his ball practice right now. Yeah, but the way everybody plays offense anymore, especially in high school, none of these guys are walking in what you'd call wet behind the ears anymore. I mean, they all have a game. They all have game. And it's a matter of just basically learning the uh, learning the uh, words and the nomenclature, et cetera, and, and addressing it. But, uh, yeah, he's going to have a lot to, to catch up on. But, you know, I remember when Art Schleister came in here, talked about it yesterday in 1978, now, they didn't jump right off the, you know, he got sacked about 400 times by Penn State, but he won the starting job in four weeks of preseason camp. So to say anything is impossible is past that. But we're talking about the three guys ahead. These are three outstanding football players who are going for the starting job right now, and I don't see that really changing. I just think, I mean, I, I, I can also hearken back to dates long past. <laughs> Two years ago, Wow. Nobody oh, knows who the heck C.J. Stroud was heading into his senior season of high school. Correct. And Quinn Ewers is skipping his because everyone knows who he is. And I think that juxtaposition is um, interesting. I also think that it's what C.J. Stroud talked about today, and it wasn't necessarily about Quinn himself, but these guys all in here now know that they're expected to be the underdog to a guy that hasn't stepped foot on campus yet. And they, they're all acting like it. They, they, they're going to respect Quinn. They're going to treat him like a teammate. But – C.J. Stroud's not going to let someone just walk in here and take his job, whether it's Quinn Ewers or Kyle McCord or Jack Miller. Jack Miller thinks he can win this job. Kyle McCord thinks he can win this job. C.J. Stroud thinks he can win this job. And uh, I, I You don't, forgot Jagger LaRoe. Uh, I don't think he thinks he can win this job. But, I don't know, man. You know, he says he's competitive. It, it, these kids are all uber competitive kids, and this is not – Justin Fields walking in here two years ago where there was no other quarterback on the roster. This is not Art Schleister in 1978 where he, his talent was so much further ahead of the game than anyone else on the roster. This is a, as you said, four, you know, 14 stars between these three guys and uh, really good players. I there was another quarterback on the roster when Justin Fields showed up. Yeah, there was. For um, that basketball game. I, there's also, yeah, I'm not going to. Not going to bring back that counter for the 2021 season. <laughs> the other element of this that I think is important is that you're talking about C.J. Stroud believing he can win the job, but not taking it for granted. Obviously, the same goes for Kyle McCord and Jack Miller as well. The conversations that have been had, to the best of my knowledge, with the Ohio State coaching staff and Quinn Ewers with this situation, there is not an expectation on his behalf, as good as he is, yeah. that he was coming in here and skipping a senior season, which was a late decision in the last few weeks where it really became, all right, is this going to happen when you're talking about the Texas high school rules and name image likeness? All right, well, I, I guess I'm not going to play at South Lake Carroll. I'm going to go be the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes <laughs> as a high school senior. And said, yeah, Those conversations have been had, that this is about the head start for January. He hasn't been in a Mickey Moratti Matt drill. He doesn't know the formations. Yeah, If he gets it in 11 practices, Spencer, like the difference between even Kyle McCord uh, and Quinn Ewers is that in spring, like you're giving it to them every day to feed it. Like Corey Dennis and Ryan Day have to get one of these three guys ready by September 2nd to play a game. So, like, you can't hold Quinn Ewers' hand through this. And I, I'm not trying to belittle anybody when I say that uh, or make it sound like it's super difficult or too challenging for him. That's just the reality. He's not coming here to be the starting quarterback right now. This is about January. 
And I think the biggest thing is, if we are wrong, I will be happy to be wrong. He is not playing this year. And we, I think that just needs to be out of everyone's head, the expectation that he could come in here and, and play meaningful snaps right now because it's just not going to happen. And like you said, <clears throat> spring is a time where – I'm not saying Kyle McCord had his hand held through the spring because he obviously is able to grasp an offense pretty quickly. But spring is a time where there is a bit of light hand-holding. This is how – this is the read. Look at yeah. why you threw this read. Fall camp, especially 10 practices in, 10 days into fall camp, is a time where, hey, CJ, when the foul linebacker moves here from Minnesota, you got to throw it over the top. If this happens here, you've got to do this. Quinn, stand to the side because we don't care about you right now. The starting quarterback has to get this rep so we can beat Minnesota and win a national championship. Yeah, you know, on my podcast uh, this week, I had Bobby Stroop, the guy that's worked with uh, Quinn Ewers now for like three years down at that APEC mm-hmm. facility down in Fort Worth. And uh, and he was talking to me. I asked him, you know, is he ready? And he goes, no, he's not ready to walk in here and just de- declare himself the starter. He doesn't even know any, you know, he already yeah. knows anyone, all this kind of stuff he's got to learn. And, you know, he brought up something very interesting. He goes, it's almost like everybody else is out there kind of ordaining him. And he's not, in in his opinion, he's not ordaining him. Is he competitive as hell? Absolutely. That's why he's coming. Yeah. That's why he's showing up. He's not showing up at Ohio State to carry a clipboard, but the idea that he's coming in with some far-fetched notion that he's going to like just jump in and be the number one guy from day one is just that's people are kind of like making up stuff or really not looking at reality. And I, I think probably Quinn Ewers probably has as, as firm a grasp on reality as anyone in this really ridiculous changing maelstrom that is uh, what we're dealing with in college and high school football. It's one of the things that makes Quinn really actually unique for a player that has the upside and potential he does is that, and I've talked about this before, like he doesn't care. Like, people, people care. People want to talk about him, and he knows that, but he does not care. He would rather go hunt and go fish and then throw a football mm-hmm. sometimes uh, as well because he's really good at it. Yeah. But I don't think this is a kid who believes all the hype that everyone else wants to talk. And it's the media, and we're part of it. It's the sensationalization of, of amateurization, right? I mean, we, we want to talk about the next greatest thing, and uh, I, I just think that – it, it, we're doing everyone here. Sensationalization of amateurization. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, damn good. Dropping that. We, a lot of Asians there. We, uh, Buckeye uh, Nation. No Buckeye Nation We do a huge disservice to the three guys that we talked to today sure. by, by not focusing on them from here on. Right. Hey, I, ask well, this question now, Let's though. do that. Ask let's, this question now. Is there a pecking order at quarterback going into preseason camp? You I, go first. I don't think that there's any question that there is. I and I asked That's Corey, a double negative, Corey which Dennis, means you think there is a pecking order. <laughs> I asked Ryan Day and Corey Dennis about this in different ways. Like, How do you resist the urge to give them that? They want the body of work. I think we've heard that a thousand times from Ryan Day. 15 practices on Wednesday morning will be number 16. But you can't on one hand say that you compete in everything and on the other hand say that you weren't keeping score. Yes. And C.J. Stroud has been the leader said it a thousand times, say it a thousand and one. C.J. Stroud will be the first guy in line behind us on Wednesday morning. I think that Jack Miller will be second in line based on the year in the program, but if they had to put out a depth chart, uh, which they won't, that Kyle McCord would be the second guy for this team. Right. Gunnar Hoke was second in line almost all the time last year, and when it came time for Justin Fields to limp off the field twice, it was C.J. Stroud who came in the game. That's not irrelevant. Uh, and no matter how much we can say it, it doesn't, it's not the be-all, end-all. It's not irrelevant. It does matter. I'm going to tell people straight up, and I, I don't want to – this. it kind of always happens this way. We end up having, like, advocacy groups. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, we're not actually – I'm not advocating yeah. one thing or another here. 
But whenever this video gets posted and whenever the video of Kyle McCord talking today gets posted, people are going to be surprised at the polish and the maturity of Kyle McCord. And that carries over to the football field. That kid is a, is a professional quarterback waiting to happen. And he's going to push the heck out of C.J. Stroud. And I don't know if it's before the Minnesota game. I don't know if it's before the Indiana game. I don't know when it is. There's going to be a point in this season when Ohio State's going to need a second quarterback to make a play. And I think if it's not McCord starting game one, he's going to be that yeah, guy. Yeah, and I asked Jack Miller, you know, I mean, the big talk coming out of the spring game was, you know, I mean, on social media, et cetera. You know, he, he had to be paying attention a little bit of that. But, you know, he feels like he is firmly still in this race. I mean, to write him off, I think, is is irresponsible to at the beginning because – Guys do make big leaps even from spring to preseason ball. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, what Ryan Day is trying to express to people is this is when you really see the competition rise. In the spring, you had the spring to deal with. Now there's a starting – there's a first game for guys racing to be that guy for the first game, mm -hmm. and you're going to see who steps up and who steps back and who steps sideways. And uh, I, I truly believe C.J. Stroud is their number one quarterback going into the camp. I think the battle is for number two between Jack Miller and uh, Kyle McCord. I just think it's going, but I think anything can happen uh, with that regard. But to, to, to sit there and think they don't have some kind of feel for it, I think, you know, well, that's what they got to say. Well, and Berman and I talk about recruiting. Ohio State will start with an advantage. A kid will take a visit and they'll go to here. And then Ohio State will have the visit and they'll go up. When Ryan Day talks about the extension of spring practice being fall camp, CJ Stroud is starting here. And I think Jack Miller and Kyle McCord are starting here. Just because those guys make the leap doesn't mean C.J. Stroud can't have a stronger day the next day and right, push himself back right. over the top. And that's where I think the separation comes with these quarterbacks, and that's why I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the name of the starter. Because just because these guys, maybe it's McCord or Miller, have a really strong first week of fall camp, if C.J. Stroud proves himself that next week, he can push himself right but back he's over gotta, the top. He's gotta make, but he's got to make that move. You know what impressed me about C.J.? He is a really cool customer. I really like it. I like all three of these guys. Yeah. I mean, in, in own respects, it's uh, if any of these three guys were on any other campus, you know, you'd be talking to that well, guy well, and then the, these other guys. That's a, I mean, that's the point. Talk other than Indiana, backup. where Michael Penix seems to be a firmly entrenched starter in Wisconsin, where Graham Mertz is. Yeah. Would Jack Miller or Kyle McCord not be starting at any other Big Ten team in, in, the, in the league right now? Any Absolutely. other team. They'd Absolutely. be the starter un, unequivocally at any of the spot. In a day like today, again, this first Mike time. Mike has probably made some promises at Maryland. Yeah, I would think so. Okay, maybe, but that wouldn't last long. Mike Loxley. That was funny don't. watching Mike, uh, Mike Loxley getting interviewed while uh, Jim Harbaugh was in I the booth right next to him. I just want to get in the flow of 2021 so, with that first Mike Loxley. But the, the point is, when, what you look at here is, <laughs> for the first time we've talked to these guys in a year and a half, yeah. it's a, it's a no-win position for any of them to say anything other than, I'm going to put my head down and do the best I can because – we got three and a half weeks to, to the Minnesota game. We have an opportunity for all of them tomorrow to start really putting out there what they can do. And I'm, I'm just excited for football, man. Yeah, like, but it is the biggest question, about. just like I asked C.J. Stroud. I mean, you know, uh, Ryan Day talked about I'm going to write a story about Whoever gets ordained the starting quarterback at Ohio State, it is a big deal. It's a much bigger deal than it was 30 years ago, in my opinion. This guy's going to be an instant Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, you know, he's running – he's going to be driving – uh, a Ferrari with with twin turbochargers. You understand what I mean? From an because well, he, he can afford one. Yeah, but Ryan Day, exactly. <laughs> but Ryan Day is even a Ryan Day is even a, you know basically said we got this great vehicle 
Just got to find that guy to drive it, and he's absolutely Did you say right. Quinn turbochargers? I no. thought we were done talking no, about him. No, I said him. when Quinn, the uh, quarterback, gets here, everybody's going to jump the quarterback for Joe gets here. Spencer, you had one more thing to say. Wrap it up. I, when it comes down to it and this quarterback battle is settled, obviously, you know, the NIL deal is a huge deal. Uh, the, being the quarterback at Ohio State is even bigger than it was two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not over. That's the biggest thing. Well, that, I think. It's not settled when it's settled. And that's so, the thing. Yeah, exactly. That's they, that's what's going to be most intriguing. When they name a starting quarterback in the second week of camp or the third week of camp, there's two guys still there that are just going to push the hell out of the guy who's starting, and they're not going to let up until one of them decides it's time to pursue other opportunities. If they've decided, yeah, to those practice other tapes are audition tapes. I mean, and, this is this is the new era of college football. No matter who we we can all sit here and objectively state. We know not all three of those guys are going to be on this roster come next spring. I mean, that, that is objective fact. These next three and a half weeks are, are auditions. And, and it, it means a lot. Every one of these reps is going to matter to every one of these guys, whether it's to play at Ohio State or play somewhere else. And so I think that puts the Buckeyes in the best possible position. Instead of American Idol competition, it's Buckeye Nation Idol competition because it's going to be extremely I hope they accept this Rose Bowl, Tim. It starts tomorrow morning. We're going to get off uh, the rails again for a bunch of these practice reports that are brought to you by Byers Auto. We're back out here. It feels really good to be talking football and talking to the guys in person again. It's just a different vibe as the season uh, gets closer and practice starts tomorrow morning. We'll have full coverage, uh, of course, every day, every hour, uh, all year long of the Ohio State Buckeyes at LettermanRow.com. That's Spencer, Tim, Berm. I'm Austin Ward. We will see you tomorrow for the start of Ohio State training camp.